composable technology is often assumed to be a topic for developers. But sometimes it's a non-technical person who brings composable tech into the business for all the right reasons. Juliette Ola heads up editorial at Booking.com. She's a content expert. She built the business case for headless content management inside the company. And she made it happen. Whether you're a tech leader looking to convince your business teams or the other way around, this episode will get you well on your way to building the business case for composable tech. You're listening to People Changing Enterprises. I'm your host, Jasmine Goodman. Please enjoy this episode with Juliet Ola, Senior Manager Editorial at Booking.com. What was the state of content technology and content management like at Booking.com when you first started there three years ago? The blog that we had uh, and have been working with for the past three years uh, from when I joined, it was built in 2016, custom-built CMS, built rather quickly to house content that was uh, long-form content that was mostly used for paid campaigns. And I really felt like to be able to really deliver on the kind of multi-channel use for editorial content that I had envisioned, which of course I realized would take some time. But to get there, I really felt like we needed to think about optimizing towards a tech solution or CMS platform that would help set up some of the structures to enable us to scale, but also provide uh, a smoother user experience on the front end and much more opportunity to curate content because editorial at Booking has now been going for many, many years. We actually have thousands and thousands of pieces of editorial content. So surfacing that content in a relevant way, being able to curate it, being able to search through it in a really efficient way um, and, and filter it is, is also now really, really important for audiences to be able to get the most value out of it. I also saw opportunities to be able to service local markets better, which is something that we have also been developing within within editorial. How do we serve service local markets better uh, with more relevant editorial content? And the current platform also wasn't really designed to do that. Structurally as well, I felt we could possibly enhance um, some of our taxonomy and tagging structure, uh, again, to set up some of the systems to be able to dynamically pull in, in content into different channels and for different applications for, for broader marketing efforts. So th there were a lot of things that I felt weren't necessarily blocking us, but I could see the current solution was going to provide some, some challenges. That makes perfect sense. And how did you go about that? Building the business case for the platform and getting it really robust, not just in terms of how the editorial platform would solve some of these functionality issues, but also how it would solve some kind of like efficiency issues as well. Limits to development resources has also been a challenge for editorial with an updated platform, um, something like a headless CMS. It would allow um, the teams to be able to optimize the way that content is served in a, in a much more efficient way, with a lot less involvement from developers and a lot less development resource. That was also a huge plus. The headless term can be a term that scares marketing people. What made you choose to push for a headless CMS? I have worked with headless CMS in previous roles, and I had seen the great change that can come about from using a system uh, like, like headless, which is extremely customizable, adaptable, allows you to make changes to content very quickly and efficiently. 
And so I'd already seen the advantages that it had, worked with the teams on on training and gotten their kind of experience with it. I drew from that place, but of course we did explore all options. I always like to do due diligence. We did explore what it would look like to custom build, what it would look like to use different types of products. But in the end, it definitely came out that we felt this would be a good way to go and made the most uh, sense for us. That makes perfect sense. Now, um, just because something makes perfect sense from your point of view, unfortunately, it doesn't automatically mean you get sign off and buy in and budget and all the fun stuff that comes with that, especially at a at an enterprise company like Booking.com, where you you know you're not a little startup where hierarchies flat and things are easy. You actually have to, I can only imagine, do a lot of convincing. So how did you build that business case? Did you work with the tech side of the house or who did you have to convince in the the first place? I did have a lot of discussions with product and tech initially to do this diligence piece. There was definitely part of the business case was the, the tech justification behind it, but then also the editorial strategy behind it. So really showing, okay, were we to um, get this business case through, what would we be doing with this platform? So it's not just about, hey, we'd like to launch this new platform, but really showing this tangible examples of here's the strategy we have to back it up. Here are the pillars. Here are some examples of the the execution. Here's how we can tie it in much more closely to to our platform, whether that's desktop and app and also uh, the content itself to campaigns. Here's how we can, um, for example, uh, hero and surface different types of media, whether that be video or playlists or even even quotes if we're working with an ambassador or an influencer. And, And then again, also going back to the local markets as well. Here's how something like like headless could really help us tailor to different markets and be able to to publish more efficiently in, in different languages for global audiences. So I think really showing this very comprehensive 360 view of the benefits to the, the technical side of the platform, but then going into, yes, we've done our homework on uh, hopefully a really robust content strategy to examples of execution, to tying into brand storytelling and campaign amplification, and even some detail around, uh, of course, distribution and, and channel use cases for this content as well. Super, super cool. Sounds like lots of conversation. And then all these conversations really lead up to the one big conversation where you need to get a green light from someone, right? How did you get that green light? We have a lot of creatives working on editorial, whether that be copy teams, visual teams, also our translators, transcreators. I did a lot of aligning with them as well on on this. So they were also involved in testing the platform, the backend CMS, you know, kind of understanding how that could work for them. I'm also very conscious of, and I've experienced this in previous roles too, where when companies want to launch a, a new platform, there's sometimes a tendency to launch about 10 other things at the same time. Let's also launch a new platform plus brand new brand guidelines or a brand new kind of content strategy, or let's just refresh everything that is associated with and around this particular platform. I was also very conscious of not doing that because that is extremely stressful and in my opinion unnecessary if things do need to be changed you can absolutely 
take a tiered approach to this, but I'm, I'm very much about focusing and doing things, hopefully in the best way possible per, you know, chunk this out, take, take kind of not small steps, they're big steps, but definitely don't try to do everything at once. So one of the things I was conscious of is, um, the workflow. So obviously headless CMS has as fantastic support for different types of workflow that can be very, very efficient. However, at Booking, we already had a workflow that the creative teams really loved uh, through a different product. It worked very well for us. All the teams were used to using this. It was smooth for us. And even though I could see the possibilities that, that headless could provide, I decided that this would not necessarily be something I wanted to roll out right right now with this build. Uh, maybe in future we will, but really thinking, okay, I, I am not going to try to change everything under the sun at the same time. Uh, if something is working for us, let's keep it. Let's keep the business case uh, focused on the the current challenges that we that we need to solve. That is a very interesting case that you were making there because we I think there is a tendency I've seen it happen a lot where you know while we're at it, let's do all of it you know, if we change one thing, let's change all the things. And your point is is to be much more considerate about how much people can actually handle. Well, you really want to make sure that your employees are happy, even if it sounds a little cheesy. It's you, you want them looking forward to working on things. And if you take everything that they know away and present them with all this fantastic new stuff, that's quite uh, quite an ask. Indeed. And I think, you know, advocacy is at, 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 at all uh, levels and functions, absolutely from a leadership level and, and sign off, but also from people that are actually involved in using the, the product and the systems day to day. They also need to be to be really, really, to your point, happy and settled and feel confident that this is going to make their jobs uh, easier and more efficient rather than trying to change everything for the sake of change. Any change that I make, um, I always try to make sure this is backed up with a very, very solid reason and strategy and um, alignment around it rather than just change for the sake of, of a vision. It's not the approach that I take. That's amazing. You are in the middle of a pretty big change with the transformation that you've um, started at Booking and that is, of course, an ongoing project. It's not something that you do once and then you set it aside and you're done. It, it's continual improvement and continually finding new, better ways of doing things. What are you most looking forward to when the first phase, the implementation is finished? Oh, uh, lots and lots of things. Once we launch, there's still lots of potential for editorial booking. And what we've been able to do with the, with the platform is build for the potential so that the structures are in place. We may not be in a place to do things uh, immediately, whether that be because certain channels are not ready with their planning just yet, uh, might be in the pipeline, or, or there's other kind of factors that are just kind of, yeah, proving a little bit deprioritized for the moment. But we've been able to actually build in for these possibilities. And then also to be able to integrate some of Booking's um, internal testing tools to, to editorials. So some of the experiment platforms that we have to start uh, A-B testing with editorial is also very, very exciting. And can we start to understand what types of copy and visuals or what type of length of content or what type of themes or even some of our content pillars are performing best for us across which channels and for which uh, audiences is also really, really exciting. That's amazing. And I'm sure there's many more many more items on the list if you just, um, you know, kept going, which is the beauty of going composable, right? If you're building an API-based system, 
you have the ability to attach or detach functionality or additional vendors. Absolutely. And this is another huge benefit of, of, of something like Headless is that we don't know what, what we will need necessarily in another five years, but we absolutely need something that is flexible and adaptable enough to be able to accommodate that. Uh, there's only so far you can possibly plan for, and uh, we, we absolutely need a system that helps us to flex and change in, in this environment. Thanks for listening to People Changing Enterprises. This show is brought to you by ContentStack, the leading composable digital experience platform for enterprises. Got a question or suggestion? Email us at podcast at contentstack.com. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week with a new episode helping you make your mark.